I like. I did like the board game Battlefront too. What the board game? Well, it was oh, it you like, mean Conquest? Yeah, that game mode was dope. Like a board game. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Geek Pack Show. I am Jared, and I'm very happy to have our resident guest, Keegan, here with us today. Resident guest because he's a resident in this house in which we do these shows from. Keegan, thank you for coming on today. No problem. Um, so basically, this is going to be a little bit different from the movies that we normally do. We're going to be talking about um, the video game by EA and Die Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is coming out this upcoming fall 2017. Um Keegan is a big gamer. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I, I really like Battlefront. And just from the news that we've gathered, we have our own personal uh, inputs uh, and opinions about stuff. Uh, so, Keegan, do you want to start us off with a, a little bit of your opinions about what they did with, uh, the I guess, the latest installment of Battlefront? Um, anything? Yeah, so the latest installment, good choice on the time frame. Definitely going with the original three movies was a good choice and also adding in a little bit of the new stuff was a good choice but the rumor is they're going to move to the sequels it's very unlikely that they're going to do the prequels a lot of people have said that they want to forget the prequels so i don't think this is the best idea and i'm here more to talk about how it would have been a way better game if they would have done the prequels who knows we don't know for sure if they're going to do the prequels or not but for now we know this game that came out about a year later it's probably one of the best battlefronts in my opinion, that's come out. Well, I mean, there's only been three that have come out. And yeah, it's my favorite one. <laughs> With the DLCs, if you it, it, EA really screwed up by doing their classic buy the DLC, you know, yeah. spend an extra 50, buy another game, and you get more to the game. I think that's where they mainly screwed up. If they sold all the DLCs into the base game, they would have had a much better reception. In my game, they did because I bought it a year late. Yeah, so you're that's really why smart. I think it's a great game. Yeah, yeah, you spent forty bucks on. It. I spent like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty on it. But um, all that, all that aside, um, there's a lot of rumors coming out that this next Battlefront coming out uh, this fall is going to be, you know, during the sequel trilogy, so The Force Awakens, Episode Eight and Episode Nine. But most Star Wars fans and fans of Battlefront like the Clone War era, the Republic uh, War era. And I agree, they're screwing up by not doing that. And not only that, but look at the time frame in which Battlefront came out. It, I agree, it was smart to do the original trilogy first, but it came out the same year as The Force Awakens came out. And then they're having this next Battlefront game come out the same year as Episode Eight comes out. So they're doing an every other year in line with the episodic films. I think it would have been... Because it, it's basically set in stone now that they're going to be doing the sequel trilogy from leaked news and other videos on YouTube that, you know, are, you know, talking about this leaked news. It's going to be a sequel... A sequel trilogy game. But I they screwed up because when the game comes out, they're not going to be able to have a lot... They're going to have a lot of Force Awakens maps and game modes and heroes, but... They're gonna. They're, a lot of the DLCs are gonna be from Episode Eight, and then we don't know with Episode Nine. What the, What I think they should have done is this year done the Clone Wars era, and then the year that Episode Nine comes out, closing the sequel trilogy. That's when they do the sequel trilogy Battlefront, because then you can have all the maps and all the new characters um, in this one game instead of your. I don't know. I feel like they're in a kind of sticky situation by doing it in the middle of you know a new trilogy. What What are your thoughts on that? It's smart from an EA standpoint only because of the money it's going to generate. Everyone's going to be excited for the new movies. The game's going to have the new movies, and they're going to be able to make DLC on the newest movie that won't yet be out by the time Battlefront comes out. 
and they're probably going to be able to make DLC off this spinoff just like they did on Rogue One. And then in another two years, they're going to be able to make a base game based off the last movie, which okay. is very smart from a financial standpoint, and they have investors. But this is one of the reasons many people hate EA, because they're always looking for a push for more money, and they just take their developer along for the ride and make them do whatever they want. And the game players themselves don't reap the benefits. They reap the you know the pain of everything from yeah. that. For all we know, we could never get a prequel Battlefront. Which, Which is a shame. It's the best era because of how much war and battles revolved around it. I mean, they had a TV series running from, I think it was 2012 to, you know, six seasons called The Clone Wars. It was all yeah. based on the wars during that era in a you know, two to three gap in the Star Wars universe. Um, so with that brief, you know, our opinions on how they're screwing up, we are going to go into how we think Battlefront 2 should have gone. Obviously, we're thinking Clone Wars era, but we have some notes on to how that could have happened and how they could have made it probably the best battlefront game beating the originals which i think yes. are fun by you know incorporating some of the 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 methods i guess of you know battlefront one and two with the this new style of battlefront that they have but i mean before we do that i i kind of like people were complaining what are your thoughts on like the class situation because people were complaining about you know really liking the class selection in the first two battlefronts but hating this new battlefront on on that not just the, like the lack of depth in the game the problem is all other first-person shooters do it that way, and it was the easiest and most familiar to do them that way. And it's also a balance problem. If you're gonna put, if you're gonna be able to go out there and just pick Boba Fett as a character, you're gonna have a balance problem. Same with the prequels. If you're able to pr pick a battle droid, there may be some balance issues. So I think that's why they did the class system the way it is. And who knows if they're gonna continue with that? But most likely they are, just because it's familiar with all the other first-person shooters. Okay, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. Instead of just having you know like six pre-designated classes with you know all the same weapons, you, I, I kind of like the the ability to change your skin and change. You pick which specific weapon you have with you know certain abilities. Like I remembered in Battlefront one and two when I was uh, the clones, I'd always pick the jump trooper or the jet pack trooper but i always wish that he had a regular blaster not an emp launcher yeah like that sort of thing so i think i don't know why people are really complaining about that because i think it allows you know more customization it, it it creates customization there's no customization in the first two battlefronts yeah and it's really easy if you wanted to stay true or if you wanted to just be a certain kind of trooper you can do that you can go and pick i'm gonna be this skin with this gun with these traits because that's how it is but you also get the customization where you can go and say, oh, I'm just going to put a rocket launcher on this guy because I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, with, you know, our quick take on, you know, Battlefront 1 and 2, EA Battlefront, and then EA Battlefront 2 coming up this fall, um, we have kind of come up with ideas um, on how the, the EA and DICE would make a great Battlefront 2 in the prequel era. So starting off, we're going to go into the one that's kind of more more of a sticky uh situation and that's the clones and so what we kind of or what i what we kind of thought was the clone wars what the clones had phase one and phase two armor the, the the phase one wasn't so much on customizing armor and color but the colors represented the different ranks so you'd have a lieutenant a captain a, you know uh so on and so forth be you know i think it's uh yellow red green and blue and then you have the pilots with their uh specialized um armor as well or colored armor but the rest of phase one is just purely all white yeah. and then phase two is when the different battalions and legions and units customize their armor and color uh 
based on you know the, their battalion and not so much the rank yeah and then the higher ranks had you know they had the pauldrons and the commas um and the special weapons um so phase one so the way i the way i think they would do this is not so much like call of duty where you can you know how you can select a map it, the game randomly selects phase one or phase two because more than likely all players are going to pick phase two because those are honestly like the coolest looking troopers that allow the most customization. So the game randomly selects phase one or phase two. And if you know you are phase one, you have the option to either be just a plain shiny as the clones call themselves, just all white, or you can have the different, you can select, you know, select your customization for phase for phase one as the different ranks um, to correspond with the different colors. Uh, and then phase two, that gets, um, way more complex but first what are your thoughts on you know what what we've thought about so far that would be a good way to do it you could do it based on map too and also because it is coming from ea and dice it's a battlefield reskinned in some ways and battlefield the customization is off the charts you can customize every single vehicle you can customize every character so they could also just have four different ways to customize you could customize your phase one clone you could customize your phase two clone you could customize your droid hero your droid you could have a ton of customization across the board just like they do in battlefield for all the vehicles it all depends on whether or not they're going to say phase one is this map or if they're going to do random depending on the map so you could be playing a phase two on a phase one map see i think they do the call of duty i i didn't play battlefield like i haven't really played battlefield but can you select maps you can vote to okay well that. you can vote to, okay well i say uh give the power to pick the maps but the game randomly selects phase one or phase two because that pre that that determines a lot and a lot of people you know are obviously going to go phase two and then with um this next even you know more complex situation so let's say the game randomly selects phase two what i'm thinking is that that's when players customize their armor they can have you know the colored shoulder yeah. pads and like the you know different designs on their helmet and their chest plates but depending on another randomized selection of which bat the game randomly selects which unit or battalion is selected so if the game randomly selects the 501st legion whatever customization you have that's just going to be blue. Yeah. And then um, if it randomly selects to the 41st, uh, the 41st, I think, like, Elite Legion, I think, this is the one that's on Kashyyyk, that's automatically, like, a camo skin. And then the 212th is going to be whatever same customized design you have, but orange, because the 212th it has an orange skin, theoretically. Um, okay. what, are you, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? I like that way. That would be a good way to see differences people do not like playing the same game over and over and obviously your experience is going to be different every single time you play but a customization is a big deal for people in replayability so if they're grinding out for a skin and they get a certain skin but then they have to play until a certain map to actually play that that may add some replayability there oh, okay i didn't even think about that so if you're on Utapau, you're always going to be the 212th battalion yeah. if you're on the uh, coruscant on the jedi temple you're always going to be the 501st legion yeah. okay i didn't even I, I okay i like that a lot um but going even further into like the selection of units and legions that's where you get the hero selection so the, the list i've comprised is you have vanilla heroes which are you know the heroes that are in that are always going to be at a hero pickup. And for the clones that I, I decided um, that's going to be Mace Windu, Ahsoka, and Fives, the Arc Trooper Fives, because this is obviously Clone Wars era and he, yeah. he he's a clone trooper. But um, 
then there comes to the point where okay well if i'm uh if i'm the galactic marines then that's going to be dependent on you're going to have two more heroes depending on whatever legion you are if that makes sense yes so if you're the 501st if you end up being the 501st on uh on whatever map it is then um the two like variable heroes are going to be uh captain rex and anakin mm-hmm. and then if you're on a map with the 212th battalion the the variables change from anakin and captain rex to commander cody and obi-wan and then yeah. uh the same thing with the 40 i think the 41st uh elite corps that's commander Gree and yoda and then uh the galactic marines with kiati moody and uh i think it's commander bakara um the thing with the galactic marines though is that they uh, they aren't that customizable because their armor is, it's it's pretty basic. It, it's a two tone sort of thing. It's like the snowtroopers, but comprised of like a maroon color and white. There's not yeah. that much, at least in the movies. There's not a lot of customization there. They all look like that. Opposed to in the Clone Wars, you see the different battalions. You know, one of them has the the Republic symbol on his helmet that's blue, and then you have yeah. you know Commander Cody with his his uh, his jetpack and his uh, little visor thing. So. There, I, I like what you I like what you said and completely agree with the more customization the more replayability the more like diverse each game is gonna feel yeah, yeah and another thing with that is not everyone's gonna know the animated series not everyone's watched it especially people that are gonna be playing the game but that's just a whole you're gonna see that armor and be like where is that from where is this how do I get to this what does it come from and you're gonna either go back and watch the animated series or look it up on the internet and that's just gonna give you a whole nother in depth you're gonna feel more immersed just because there's actually stories around this armor and you're like okay i understand why they did this i completely agree with that it 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 it, it delves deeper into the mythos and the lore of the star wars universe in this era um so that's so like i said you have your three vanilla heroes that are going to be on every map when you are the republic and that's mace windu ahsoka and fives the arc trooper fives and then depending on whatever unit or battalion you are that's going to depend on what clone hero becomes available and what uh, uh commander jedi becomes available yeah. as well and honestly there's so many that i just picked the three most unique or prominent in the clone wars it was anakin and obi-wan rex and cody and then um uh, and then in revenge of the sith it was yoda and commander Gree. um and then i just really like uh, commander bakara and the galactic marines and kiati moody so i threw that one in there as well um, so that's all I have on the Republic side. Uh, do you have any other thoughts before we go to the Separatist side? No. I think that's a good coverage on just everything. We just need to be able to have more customization, and the Clone Wars is the perfect place to do that. Completely agree. Um, so going on to the separ- Separatist side, this is going to be a little bit more uh, not as uh, diverse as the clones because, I mean, the droids are droids. Granted that some of them have different skins and different colors and different tones, um, but this is where uh, I think the reemergence of pre-designated um, skins and classes from the original Battlefronts come into play. Because let's say you wanted to select like what would be the equivalent of you know a heavy machine gun, you get so you, like you, if you want the heavy machine gun on the Separatist side, you become a super battle droid. And we kind of talked about this briefly. I like what you had to say about it, but I just wanted to introduce that thought process before we go into more of the Separatists um, with the battle droid. And there, kind of, I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, so right now, obviously, in the most recent Battlefront that EA's done with DICE, 
you have your classes and you pick your gun. And at the beginning, there wasn't a lot of customization and that was one of the biggest problems. There weren't options. And so with this prequel series, you can have a lot of options, but one of the hindering factors of these options is with the droids. And because the droids are all different and each one has a different, some of them even have guns inside of them, just like the droid Ika or the battle droid. So there's gonna be this class pick where if you were to pick a battle droid, Maybe we don't make it a hero pickup. Maybe we make it an actual class you pick and you lose all your star cards and all you get is the guns that come with the battle droid. And maybe you can't jump or something like that because they're too heavy. So then you get this, yeah, I don't want to be a droid. I could be a battle droid, but I lose all this. It's all about balance. And that's one of the hardest things with these droids is going to be the balance. Because if you're picking predetermined class, that puts you at a disadvantage in some ways against the clones. Yeah, because the clones, I mean, I feel like would stay the same for the most part yeah. with the pre-existing battlefront. I mean, it's a, it's just a matter of whatever map and phase is selected, that's going to determine what you look like. Other than that, I mean, you can select your thermal detonator, your jump back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But with the droids, it's almost more of a, a, a stricter kind of uh, regulation mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I like what you said with the super battle droid. You have in the original battlefront, you have the regular blaster, the wrist rocket. But let's say in in this universe that we're living in, this game actually happens. You have the super battle droid with his regular like you know heavy machine gun yeah. hand. He also have a wrist rocket, and then maybe like he automatically comes with like an explosive shot or uh, like a bodyguard trace, so he takes less damage because in not only the movies but the show. They were they could take they could take more of a you know a punch take yeah. more of a hit than the regular battle droids. Yeah, they were definitely stronger in the original Battlefront series, and that's the disadvantage here is you're gonna have to balance them with the clones. No matter yeah. what happens, they everything needs to be balanced, and that's gonna be well. Do we make the do we have a different set of hero pickups for each class? so that maybe there's more hero pickups of something that could be... Uh, to counter that, yeah. that, okay. Or you could have the the hero pickup that's the top level. You're going to have this hero pickup. It's a Sith Lord or it's a Jedi. And then you have a lower one. Which and are the clone commanders. The clone commander, commanders versus the super battle droids. They're droid oh, okay. because you could make them just as powerful. Okay, yeah. Definitely. Especially the droid ecos. Those would be easily as powerful as some Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, so circling back to uh, the, the droid class system, so we've got the super battle droid out of the way. Now we have, what are we going to do with the regular battle droids with their regular blasters? Mm -hmm. In the show, you have different uh, color tones and different prints on depending on certain droids. That was, I mean, it's not, it's not prevalent in the movies, but it happens more frequently in the TV show. And I think you kind of revert back to um, Battlefront, not necessarily having pre-designated classes for the other droids, but... Who says a battle droid can't carry, you know, uh, a, a little pistol or like a big rifle or a medium-sized rifle? I, yeah. I say that's not going to be a big issue. I say the biggest issue is the prevalence of like grenades and uh, even like a jump pack because Battlefront would not be Battlefront without jump packs. Yeah. It's easy because in the in the show the clones have jump uh, jet packs and jump packs, so you would have to create something at least equivalent um, to that. With the droids, whether it's you know like feet boosters or something, or even there's like um, in the, in the show you have droids that have like uh, space uh, uh, jetpacks even. So I say like even like incorporating that wouldn't it, it wouldn't be a bad thing. No, yeah, you would have to find a way to counter or match everything that the clones have. So from the jump packs to the droids are going to be a little different on their styling and they're made 
in the movies they're definitely different than the clones but everything is going to have to have a counter or a match. yeah absolutely um now what do you think because in the first two battle fronts um when you were the clones you had emp grenades instead of thermal detonators do you think that that should reappear in this hypothetical game or should they just go thermal detonators it's sh- i think again they should go with the customization options where you can s- get the emp or you can get the thermal detonator but if you are the clones, I don't think you should have to unlock the EMP. Almost like a, just a pickup, yeah. Like the thermal imploder or the or yeah. the uh, the smart rocket stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and make it more powerful than the star card EMP. Okay, yeah. Um, or even, are you talking about like the like the shock grenade? Yeah, the shock grenade. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, just retitle the shock grenade EMP, EMP grenade yeah. and it'll have the same effect on both Mm -hmm. maybe it'll actually do a little bit of damage to the battle droids but battle droids also have the ability to you know pick up a grenade that's a little bit more powerful against clones or something like that to you know counter that balance issue that you talked about earlier yeah because you can match each each side to each other and just have them have the same things the more interesting and better game play is always going to be that counterbalance it's just like if you've played a very tactical shooter each side doesn't have equal things rainbow six siege the newest game there's off there's operators and each one is different and has their own ability so if you had each side and it wouldn't be specifically matched and balanced but rather balanced on counters it'd be a lot more interesting game yeah no i completely agree so i mean um, before we dive into, I, I, I kind of thought about like what hero or villains would be um, in this game because with the clones, it's or the the, the Republic side, it's so easy because you have hundreds that you yeah. can select from. So I think limiting it down to those ones was tough enough, but necessary for a game like this. Yeah. And then it's switching over to the separatist side where you kind of have to throw every little nook and cranny of a villain. So obviously you're gonna have Count Dooku. I don't think you put Palpatine in because he's not he, he's just the chancellor at that point in time. So you have Dooku, you have General Grievous, you have I'd say maybe Savage Opress. Okay. Because he was in it for a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. You have um Asajj Ventress also. That like that's you're it. gonna have to pick more from the animated series than the movies. Oh yeah, obviously. absolutely. No, I'm I'm trying. That's me trying to think of ones from the yeah. animated series because Savage, Opa- Savage Opress and Asajj Ventress are the only ones from that list that reside solely in the clone and in, in in the TV show. However, I think a good way to counter the limited selection is with General Grievous. You know, much like how um, Palpatine has two royal guards, uh, Krennic has two death troopers, Leia has two uh, what, royal uh, honor guards. Yeah. Grievous spawns two Magna Guards, uh-huh. and then let, let's say Dooku spawns two Droidicas. Um, yeah. Oh, there's even like those Commando Droids that are like more. They're about the same size as a Battle Droid, but they're mm-hmm. like way more powerful. They sometimes yeah. they use like a sword. Even uh, I. I mean, if maybe even like a Death Watch character. So like the Mandal uh, Pre Vizsla, the Mandalorian uh, uh, Resistance leader, I guess. Um, you even, I mean, if you need to, throw Darth Maul in there too because all these villains are in the Clone Wars. And yeah. I think that's going to be like the biggest thing is like if you only watch the movies, you might be wondering like what the hell are all these characters or who Coming the hell from. are they? Which would, you know, kind of, you know, make you want to do some research. Like, okay, this is all legit. Even, I mean, the Separatist side is a lot harder to do because they're not they're not humans because they're you know they're droids. So yeah. that aspect is really hard. And then also coming up with the villains. I even thought... That this this rendition of Battlefront, it, it, it was 
when they released, you know, Boba Fett, Palpatine, and Darth Vader, I'm like, all right, that makes sense. And then they released Han, Luke, and Lamb, I'm like, all right, that makes sense. And they had DLCs, one, and then, like, one hero and villain for each DLC. I'm like, okay, well, you can get Lando, you can get Chewie, you can get so-and-so, you can so-and-so. I'm like, what? who else are they going to do for the villains? Then they just pulled bounty hunters that had, like, like Dengar, Bosk, Greedo, uh, well, I mean, Krennic, but he was in the Rogue One DLC. Mm-hmm. But those three, Greedo had the most screen time, and he, all he did was get killed by Han. Dengar um, and Bosk were in it for two seconds in Empire Strikes Back. So, I mean, if they're pulling that stuff for this rendition of Battlefront, I feel like it, it's not a stretch to have Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. Yeah, no, not at all. And you could also pull from the new spinoff that they're going to have, regardless of where it is, they're probably gonna have a dlc on the new spinoff that comes out in 2018 oh yeah uh that's gonna be the han solo so i mean it it might be after the clone wars but um with rogue one we've seen that there's there's hints that the you know that the filmmakers said yeah the clone wars happened like here's proof i mean like you have like the clone era turbo tank that makes you know a two-second cameo in rogue one that's technically an original trilogy like timeline but you still have a vehicle from the clone wars so mm-hmm. it, i completely agree that's not a fu- that's not a stretch at all to say no, like all. whatever's going to happen in the han solo film but i mean this is this is all hypothetical stuff i this is what you know i personally thought they should have done um and then um so maps do you think that they should stick to like you know the battlefront 2 or battlefront uh kind of maps were especially battlefront 2 because they had a lot of clone wars there they yeah. had you know mustafar utapau uh Felucia, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that they should do that or more focus on the TV series? I like the maps in the newest Battlefront because they pick a planet and then they do however many maps. I think three is the perfect amount of maps to do from each planet because you get a small, a medium, and a large. And you can also do that large-scale battle like they do on the Death Star. So matching the map scheme from the newest Battlefront, but definitely picking planets from all three of the prequels would be the best option. You could... Each different movie could have a different battle station or whatever where you go and you invade something. It's space battle, ground battle, space battle, which has worked very well for them in this most recent Battlefront. Everyone's favorite game mode is going to be on the Death Star. Everyone loves that space battle. It's personally my favorite. I also do really... That's like the only one that I do really well on. So, I mean, maybe that's a biased uh, (laughs) opinion. But everyone liked the Rogue One, too. Scarif. Because you do the space battle, it's a three-part series inside a game. It makes it more in-depth, and it makes you feel like you actually know what's going on, and you can change the battle. And that's one of the greatest things, those new schemes and way to play online multiplayer has changed the battlefront and probably changed a bunch of other games that will start doing that, I see, in the future. Yeah, I completely agree. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking Kashyyyk, Utapau, um... Coruscant, not just the Jedi Temple, but just Coruscant, also the Jedi. Maybe the Jedi Temple is like a sub, like a sub, uh, like outlet of of Coruscant. Um, Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. But you know, this is all what what we wish would happen. Yeah, they've already said, or it's most likely they're going to do the sequels. They're missing a big opportunity there. They may come out and do the prequels. No one really knows. They may have DLC of the prequels. It can be up to the fans there in that point. If the fans say, why'd you do the sequels? We want prequels gameplay. If enough people say that, EA is not going to ignore that. EA wants their stock to go up, and they're going to tell DICE. They're going to be the publisher and say, do prequels. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, also at the same time, it's it's also, you know, Disney saying, man, yeah. people do not like the, the, the prequels and they're not good. So we want to stay away and try and forget them as much mm. as possible, which to a certain point. I understand. I don't necessarily agree because it, even in The Force Awakens like and Rogue One, they say, yeah, this happened. You know, Kylo Ren says, maybe we should have used a clone army like they did in the prequels that yeah. people are trying to forget. So, I mean, it is Star Wars, so I, I don't see why you should try and forget it. Yeah. Try and forget Jar Jar Binks? That's completely different. <laughs> you should be a hero. <laughs> you should be a hero on Naboo. <laughs> it's coming to a weird era where all the people that grew up with the prequels, like you and me, and all the people, and we're the ones playing a majority of the games. We're right in that perfect age gap for where they're going to make these games. But you also have the new up-and-comers that are seeing all the sequels, and that's why they're doing it. Okay, yeah. The sequels, and they're generating that. But that doesn't mean that these new people up-and-coming and playing games that are in their teens or 11 to 12, however young these people are playing games, that doesn't mean they're going to go back and see the prequels yeah. or watch the animated series. One of the first things is they probably watch the animated series. That's a great point. They probably want it just as much as us, but e D yeah. EA or DICE has not seen that yet because they don't have a vocal voice yet. They're not social media savvy as yeah. our age group right now. They will be, and it will probably happen. And we may get a sequel or we may not. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And especially because the Clone Wars, you know, they're done, you know, the prequels came out a while ago. The Clone Wars ended a while ago. Now they're doing Rebels, which, I mean, they kind of, you know, that's incorporated into Rogue One. But episode seven, eight, and nine are going to be the, the at front at front and center for yeah. everything. And that's what everyone's attention is going to be on. So I that makes complete sense to me that that's why they're going this game out because everybody's paying attention to that stuff. Maybe they generate enough money out of this Battlefront and they do the sequel game and then the next game, it's prequels mixed in with sequels or the whole... Kit and caboodle. Yeah, it's the whole one through however many they want to do. Yeah. If we're saying one is the first prequel. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's going to be it for part one of this video. Be sure to check out part two where we're going to be talking about different game modes. And that, of course, we're going to talk about space to ground and how that almost happened with Battlefront 3 before uh, that yeah. game fell through. Um, so, Keegan, thanks for being here. Thank thanks you. for watching, guys. Um, be sure to check out part two. Thanks again. Thank you.